Eskimos offensive lineman Matt O'Donnell joins me now. Matt, today agreeing to a four-year contract extension with the Eskimos through till 2020. Matt, congratulations. That's a pretty big commitment on both sides of the football here for you and the Eskimos. Well, it's just a great opportunity. I'd like to thank Ed and Coach Moss for believing in me and, you know, thinking that I'm a keystone player in this franchise. Um, again, you know, it's great to be playing, you know, a sport that I love, past university. Not many people get to do it, but uh, – you know, it's just a, a surreal feeling, you know, four years, four more years, and hopefully I finish my career here. When you went into the negotiation process for the extension, were you really thinking long-term like this? Because you don't see many, if any, four-year contracts in the CFL nowadays. <clears throat> well, you know, my agent had the, the foresight for it. He's really great at these kind of things, and he asked me, you know, what I want to do with my career, and Ultimately, I just wanted to stay here in Edmonton for the entirety of my career. You know, I'm hoping to play until, you know, 34, 35, knock on wood. But uh, ultimately, I just want to stay here. And, you know, whether it's a two-, three-, four-year deal, I was up for it. You're, uh, you're just 27, I think, and you've already played six years. Uh, you you got a lot of years ahead of you still. That's what I'm looking forward to. I know when I came out, I was so eager to get out of university and start playing professional ball. And I know I came out pretty young, but I think that might be helping me now with my experience getting a couple, you know, years under my belt just as I hope to be hitting my peak. Tell me about last year. There was a lot of changes, obviously, last year uh, with the new coaching staff and new uh, uh, coaches at every position for the for the Eskimos. Was that a, a year that you kind of sat back and took a look at and said, yeah, they're going in the right direction, and that played a big role in you wanting to stay here for a long-term uh, deal like you signed? Absolutely. Uh, I grew up watching Moss play quarterback, and I knew the work that he did in Ottawa was outstanding. Um, I'm pretty glad we beat them the year before <laughs> in the Grey Cup. I'm sure that helped them, uh, you know, get a head coaching job. But, you know, he does great things on offense. And like I said, I used to watch him growing up, and I got a great amount of respect for that man. Was, was he one of your favorite players? Uh, he was. I used to love watching CFL football, you know, the air raid offenses throwing for four or 500 yards a game, 5,000 yards a season, you know. It's just an exciting football game. It's an exciting way of life. There, there's something about him. I know watching him as a player and seeing him as a head coach, uh, that, that fiery passion that he has obviously has gone from the field uh, to the coaching office as well. Oh, absolutely. He's, you know, it's like he's still playing. He hates to lose. He hates that other teams get this or that. You know, very competitive, and that's right up my alley. You know, I, I hate to lose, and I just go every week like, we need to smash these people. We need to dominate completely. Where is your game at right now? I mean, you're, as I mentioned, you're a six-year veteran. Um, you've been around a long time. How much better does Matt O'Donnell want to get or can he get in the years going forward? Oh, the sky's the limit. It's about never being satisfied, you know. <clears throat> like I said, we've won one great cup, and I've got my sights set on multiple more. Uh, I keep focusing every day on training, on my diet, being focused for football. Uh, it's just more about winning in every game at a time. I always kind of feel bad for offensive linemen because there's no stat that measures their uh, their seasons. You know, you don't you don't get touchdowns, you don't get receptions, you don't pile up yards. The only stats that really are associated with with offensive linemen are negative stats and in, in giving up uh, sacks and getting penalties called against you. Do you set goals for yourself from year to year? Uh, yeah, I'd say most linemen set the no sacks, no penalties kind of focus. But you know, 18 game season that's a long time. 
Uh, I'm mostly worried about keeping my guys healthy, not letting them touch our quarterback, and just being the biggest, nastiest player out there. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned the penalties. Your first year, you had, I would say you had some, some trouble adjusting to the calls in the CFL. You took a lot of penalties, but obviously you worked hard at it to get it to where you are now. Oh, absolutely. Like, I look back, I was still just a young pup coming out then. I didn't quite have the body control, the spatial awareness. You know, there was so much about me that I had to polish on my game, and I'm still polishing. But looking back, seems like so long ago, those first two or three years. You, you talk about the body control. Is it tougher for you to figure that out because you're 6'11"? I'd say it took a bit longer. I had a bit of bad weight to me, and I still do. But, you know, focusing every day on the diet and working out to try and gain that body control where if a guy is fast, then you'd be able to move in position. If he is stronger than you, getting underneath it, moving your hands in the right place. Eskimo offensive lineman Matt O'Donnell joining me, signing a four-year contract extension with the Eskimos today. Matt, uh, you're going to see some change on that offensive line. It doesn't look like DeAnthony Batiste is returning to the team this year after uh, a couple of years. That group that has been together you know, as a starting group is going to change. Uh, how does that work? How difficult is that? Well, change in professional sports is inevitable. You know, you go through a lot of turnover every year. Um, it, it just happens. You know, it's up to the team upstairs and the, the management and stuff like that. Obviously, losing Anthony is, uh, you know, a tough blow for me because he's a good friend of mine and my roommate for a while there. But, uh, you know, he's a great player, and I'm sure he'll get uh, he'll get to play somewhere else. But we just got to keep moving forward. Like I said, even especially years that you keep winning, there's a lot more turnover and you got to fit guys in the right place. And we just hope to build that chemistry moving forward in the next year. That's kind of the toughest thing about pro sports, right? Uh, you want to get better every year, and sometimes that means your friends and roommates and guys you play beside have to move on. Absolutely. It's, they're, they're great friendships to form and stuff like that, but you know that you know guys are here one day and gone the other. You know, you form friendships for life, but you might not see that person for you know until you play against them you know, twice a year if they switch conferences or switch divisions or teams, you know. You mentioned the 2015 Grey Cup and, and winning the championship that year. How much does that affect you going forward after you win a championship about wanting to win another one and, and helping your drive and desire to keep going? Well, it's something you don't quite understand until you win it the first time. You get this, like, I want to say this this hunger, this, like, burning passion where you, you, you need to win it again. And there's just this deep-seated hunger inside you where it's, what can I do to help get us there? What can I do to win? What can I do to get better every play? And, you know, once you get that feeling inside you, it's every day in the offseason, okay, what can I get done differently? What can we do here? Like, let's go forward and let's keep winning. Does it make that loss last year in the Eastern Final hurt even more? It does because we didn't even play close to our best game, and we kept it really close to the very end. Like, if a couple plays this or that way, you know, coach says games come down to five or six plays and you know that doesn't seem like a lot and it's not really fair but if they don't go your way it just happens so you just got to come back retool for next year and come back hungrier than ever you wrote quite the story in the 2015 season you went to the Cincinnati Bengals uh, training camp and you joined the Eskimos between Labor Day games uh, and when you showed up uh, the team didn't lose the rest of the season. Uh, tell me about that season from your perspective and, and how uh, after, uh, I, I think, a tough season at times because of the injury to Mike Riley and a lot of things went wrong, uh, you just stepped in and were, was part of uh, one of the biggest roles in CFL history going 10 straight games all the way to the Grey Cup. Well, I think, you know, <clears throat> like you said before, the injury to Mike Riley was big. You know, you say that I came back and we didn't lose, but it was really Mike that came back and led our offense and led our team to the great cup and helped us hoist it. You know, I just came back, and like you said before, we have great chemistry on the offensive line. Some of these guys I played with for three or four years. So, you know, we, we look for that bond, you know, that, 
helps us win every week. I didn't want to say, but Mike coming back probably played a role in it too. You're right. Yeah, Mike played the biggest <laughs> role in it. I was just kind of, I just kind of getting people's way. It's all about timing sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, you just hit the grind at the right time, and if you're hot enough going into the playoffs, all it takes is two or three games, and you're hoisting the cup. Tell me about 2017 uh, going forward, and and what kind of expectations you have and everybody else can have about the Eskimos? Well, we're just going to keep getting better. Um, we're now, we got a second-year head coach. We're excited for that. Everyone's working hard this offseason. We made some great signings, and we're really just waiting to hit the ground running here. We're in March now, and I can't wait until June. How much uh, do you pay attention to what's going on around the league, obviously, especially with your own team, because there's some, some guys who have exited. We talked about DeAnthony Batiste, but, but Eddie Steele and Mike Miller, and there's some guys who are coming in who uh, you've battled against before but don't really know them that well. Uh, how much do you keep an eye on, on what's going on with your team transaction-wise and around the CFL? I follow it pretty closely. I've got a uh, pretty big passion for football, whether it's you know professional, college amateur, stuff like that. So football's a pretty big part of my life, so I follow the ticket pretty well. I'm excited for the guys that are coming in. It'll be great to go against them in training camp and form new bonds. Where are you spending the off season? I'm in Edmonton now. I You're... bought a place and I've been living there for the last year. And I, I guess that's that's kind of part about you know it's kind of neat about being an Eskimo sometimes guys from whether they're from Ontario or whether they're from uh, Tennessee for some reason they end up staying in Edmonton year-round absolutely it's a great city I love it uh, especially the food scene <laughs> I got a couple a uh, couple favorites that I love going to every every week but uh, a lot of guys love living here it's a great fan base great city and I look forward to you know putting down some roots here give them a plug what's your favorite uh, Trace Carnales, best Michigan in town. It is, it is very good, that's for sure. I'll, uh, I'll agree with you on that one. Uh, Matt, appreciate your time. Thanks again. Congratulations uh, once again on the, on the new contract extension with the Eskimos. I appreciate it. I'll look forward to uh, you know training camp coming up, and I'll see you on the sidelines.